0: Good morning and welcome to School of Parenting River Radio, the voice of the Thames Valley with myself Rachel Tyrrell and my guest this morning is Steve Oakes, Chairman of Cast Theatre Company. So we're going to be finding out about how the Academy at Cast Theatre Group is unique and different, how your child could get involved in theatre and all the benefits that go along with that and also we're going to be finding out lots more from Steve. So good morning, Steve. Welcome to the show. Good
1: morning, Rachel. Pleased to be here.
0: So um, lovely to have you on here, Steve. Um, and so as I've mentioned, you are the chairman of Cast Theatre Company mm-hmm. and um, in Cornbrook, and you're artistic director of the youth section um for the academy at cast
2: that's correct
0: um so t- tell us a little bit more about yourself first
2: um well I've been involved in theater for for many many years and um I got involved in theatre sort of at school and have been in numerous sort of productions over the years, starting out actually as a, a drummer in a band. Um, oh, and really? Got, yeah, so I was in the pit band for a couple of shows and, um, and like with a, a lot of sort of um, community sort of groups, it was, we're lacking someone on stage, could you fill in this this sort of part um, and then gradually I've taken on sort of various things. So over the years I've been involved in performing, I've been involved in directing and producing, um, including performances. Luckily I've, I've been fortunate enough to perform in sort of the West, well, West End theatres, the Adelphi and the Royal Albert Hall and, um, and probably over the last few years, I've been actively involved with CAST, both as chairman of the adult company, but more importantly and more relevant, obviously, to your listeners is the involvement with the youth section, the Academy at CAST, where we're very committed to providing opportunities for young people to develop their, not only their performance skills, but importantly, their personal skills and confidence and friendships oh, as that's, well.
0: that's brilliant. Um, and is, there, is this a full-time role for you? Do you do this...
2: No no oh, I mean okay. one of the one of the I think unique things uh, I say unique things I mean there are many many obviously youth organizations out there both sort of professional groups and community run groups but because cars is a community run group and's been around for over thirty years now um, we we sort of Thought as the adult members, it would be great to give something back and start building the performers of the future.
0: Yes. So, yeah.
2: the vast majority of our team are, are volunteers. Okay. Um, we have full time jobs in most cases. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and we fit this kind of thing in as a, on a voluntary basis um, to, let say, give something back, really. Um, and I think it's vital at the moment to do so.
0: I'd read that, um, so you had a lot of uh, uh, youth interested in doing. Doing the pantomimes—is that right? And then from there, you know, what can they sort of do throughout the rest of the year?
2: Yeah, very much so. I mean, we we've been doing pantomimes for I don't know, maybe sixteen, seventeen years, wow. and yeah, you're absolutely right. If that for the track, sort of, you'd get ten or fifteen youngsters involved, and then come December, it was right. That's it. We've now almost like put them on furlough for, <laughs> yes. for nine months until the following year. So we felt that it was just really important to try and offer something to keep them occupied um, during. During the sort of the, the the rest of the year, so um, yeah, the academy was formed for with that intention to to not only give them something additional to do, but more importantly, to give them their opportunity to shine in their own shows oh, rather brilliant. than being bit rather than being bit parts in an adult production kind of thing.
0: Yes, yeah. Well, if anybody's listening and they've got a question uh, for Steve this morning, you can email rachel at river.radio or you can send us a tweet or message on Instagram or Facebook, all at River Radio Live. Now, it was interesting, Steve, when um, uh, just just reading a bit about your whole interest and how you um, got started in performing arts, because you've got an experience which I imagine there's... There's probably quite a lot of us out there who have had that where when you were at primary school you had a bit of a negative feedback and and as soon as I read that I remember very clearly so whatever age I was but you know my music teacher telling me I was useless at any kind of instrument and it sticks with you doesn't it it really does it, so you it, had it a does. similar experience
2: yeah, when when I was at primary school, um, and I think all parents will be able to relate to the uh, the annual sort of Christmas nativity play or carol concert. Um, but but my school was doing a carol concert, and the teacher that was organising that made it very clear in no uncertain terms that myself and I think three of the other boys in the class weren't um, weren't good enough to sing in her carol concert, and therefore sort of omitted us from it and made us do something else aside from everyone so um I I sort of look back at it now and think I didn't really feel it was affecting me too much at that time but it stuck with me I've remembered it so clearly it does have that kind of impact yeah um and and you're absolutely right there's a lot of youngsters that get um that get sort of put down for whatever reason um whether it's in an academic subject or whether it's in a art based subject um, and if someone says they're not good enough that maybe puts them off it for life yeah. um, and we're very much about um, being inclusive and it doesn't matter whether you've got an existing skill in singing, dancing or acting um, there's a place for you to come and build that skill and some people will go on to be maybe lucky enough to go on to be West End performers. Some may not. They'll just do it as a confidence thing. And uh, we get just as much joy of seeing someone that just has a personality and gets out of their shell, comes out of their room, gets off the Xbox. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and Ex- just
2: does something.
0: Exactly. I mean, it sounds like, um, so I, I think the thing is when we think about um, performing arts and also as a parent as well, and also, I guess with a teacher hat on from a few years ago is I think sometimes it's obvious isn't it you, you might go with the the children who tend to be more extrovert or or more confident and I I mean I know for a fact I'm not the only parent out there who will sometimes sit at these productions and say ah okay it's Beryl again was chosen for the main part. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use a name here that yeah, no, yep. no child probably has. Um, or, you know, little Johnny's got the main part again. And sadly, even though um, your experience, um, I'm not going to guess how old you are, Steve, but I'm <laughs> thinking we're prob- possibly similar ages, but from decades ago that that actually it possibly, maybe it is, it's probably not so... Um, obvious now a teacher obviously wouldn't speak you would hope to to a child and tell them that they're useless or mm-hmm. they they can't participate but it does still happen doesn't it in in schools particularly that it's the obvious or the more vocal or the more confident children that are getting picked for like the for the main roles and that sort yeah, of thing.
2: I, I think you're right I think you're absolutely correct that you probably don't get people saying it Categorically, like it may have been done in the past. But exclusion still happens Mm. um, and um, people are sort of – there's preferential treatment um, Mm. in some cases as well. And and I I can – Whilst I obviously don't support that at all, I can sort of understand it in yeah. some groups. If if an organisation is a professional business out to make money and they're making money on the back of the quality of a performance in a professional theatre that they've spent thousands of pounds hiring, yes. then there's sort of it's not right, but I can sort of get what they're doing. Yeah, completely. The, the difference with with us is because we're a, a not for profit group. Um, we are looking to bring youngsters in and to give them a chance. Um, so whilst we, we have professional um, performers that do the teaching for us, be it at the acting, the dancing, the singing, um, we're not looking to sort of make profit out of this. So it makes no odds to us whether we give someone that may be wouldn't get a chance somewhere else, a chance uh, with our group. Um, It's all about just building them up. And whether they start at 10% and go on to be 20% talent, or they start at 80% and go on to be a a superstar, Mm. um, it, it doesn't matter to us. We just want to see people develop and, uh, and improve themselves Excellent. really.
0: Excellent. So you, you uh, so the group that you, um, that you have for, for you specific, specifically is, yep. you know, you're saying it's inclusive and it's accessible to all. So, <laughs> you, you know, if we're a parent or, um, because I mean, often those opportunities as well is, uh, often children or you know they just need a little bit of a push don't they and if they see that they can do something that almost their confidence will grow from that rather than if if they see you know I'm thinking in the school environment especially if if the um you know the obvious candidates get picked it can almost compound it can't it for the children who aren't oh no I'm not as good as that person or I'm you know that sort of thing so how do you specifically make it you know inclusive I know you've you know one is one of the things is you don't have auditions so if if a parent's thinking it might be great for their child's confidence or to get them involved I mean how you know how how do you sort of handle that when a parent or, or a child comes in
2: yep so yeah you're absolutely right we don't we don't have an audition process to to join the group. Um, what we tend to do is when we get interested um, parties we have uh, a friendly um, sort of informal conversation with the parent and the youngster to to really just sort of find out what they're they're trying to get out of it um, and that is really about sort of whether it's Uh, performing skills so we do have people that come along with an ambition to go on to drama school etc but in a lot of cases it's um my son my son or daughters not making friends at their their new school they need to build build confidence or um they're spending too much time in their bedroom on the computer or, or such like and we need them to get some outside interests and it's really just sort of um having a chat with them and actually getting the the sort of the buy-in and commitment to sort of to come along, stick it out for a term yeah. um, and and work towards whatever that goal is that they've set as trying to achieve. And then we as a team will work with them to try and do that. And I think the, the fortunate thing that, um, that we have is that um, we restrict classes to a maximum of 30, 32 as a, as a, a push, and, um, so we always have the time and the number of people within the, the um, sessions to be able to give everyone a similar level of focus. Okay. So I think one of the, one of the biggest challenges, I and mean, there's some fantastic um, theatre schools out there, there's some fantastic sort of national franchises out there, um, but one of the things we actually sort of get back from parents that have come to join us is that my son or my daughter is one of 60 or 70 people at such and such a group. However, they get more noticed when they're with you and they have their chance to shine. Because and if you take girls in particular, where there there tends to be a larger proportion of girls interested in arts, you may have 50 out of 70 that you're competing with. Whereas once you come over to the academy, not necessarily instead of doing something else, but maybe... In conjunction with doing something else, um, you have a greater chance of those sort of bigger parts or bigger roles, and the the probably more time spent with you to um, improve where you need to improve.
0: And is that then because you know you've you've said that you are a not for profit? So I I guess a lot of those. um you know those bigger places that you've mentioned i think we probably mm-hmm. all you know we we probably all got one haven't we round the corner from where we live sort of yeah the, i mean there's time, many around. they do a good job yeah yeah absolutely but as you say they're a, the, you know they're also a business if they mm-hmm. it, you know these um i mean i know it's great the holiday camps and those sorts of mm-hmm. programs that they do for children are fantastic so um whereas for you you're you're a not-for-profit so I, and you've got volunteers there so I guess as you said those volunteers can you know you're not employing people are you to do this so you haven't got to make sure well I suppose you have to a degree make sure the numbers add up at the end of the day but yeah. you've got the volunteers there and the real um, you know people who are enthusiastic about it drawing those children out and I think that's often what's needed isn't it?
2: Absolutely and I think I mean we're, we're lucky that whilst, whilst say we do employ sort of core teachers, yeah. the support team around them, who are the ones that are able to spot if someone's, um, I don't not engaging yes. or struggling, we're able to then sort of take them aside and spend time with them with the rest of the team, because yeah. we may be lucky to have another five, six, seven, eight people in a session Fantastic. to support that, rather than yeah. a, a group that might have 60 kids and two people yes. effectively Running it, yeah. Um, so that really sort of gives us that opportunity, as I say, to spend um, to spend time with, uh, with the individuals and yeah. hopefully um, and, and I think also then to be able to spend time with the parents because we've got enough people there that when parents drop off or pick up in the evening yeah. we can have a, a, a little informal chat with them Brilliant. without impacting on the sessions that are happening because yes. say the resource is there to be able to facilitate that.
0: Yeah excellent and you've got you, you keep your fees um, low your termly fee is quite low you've said.
2: Yes, yes. So, I mean, for a typical sort of twelve to fourteen week term, our standard costs are ninety pounds. Which um, is
0: brilliant when you think of. There's, I can't think of any activities actually as a parent that I would pay that that would be that low. You know, you yeah. And it's,
2: and and we we do that again because because we're I say in many cases a voluntary organisation. We we use those funds to obviously invest in hiring the venue, which clearly we have to do um and um to to stage the shows that we we put on so there has to be some degree of cost and and also it it obviously i suppose gets a a degree of commitment from people as well Mm. if you're investing albeit a small amount of money you're investing in something and you're you're likely to carry that through which is obviously sort of good as well
0: brilliant and what about your um tell us about the bursary scheme though Yeah. If if that's a challenge for people, you do have an option.
2: We do indeed. So, I mean, this is something that's really come about over the last few months. So, uh, we fully understand that even though we are a lot cheaper than um, a lot of similar organisations for the reasons we've discussed, Mm. there are still people whose financial situation may make that restrictive mm-hmm. and and it's become i think particularly apparent when we sort of started looking to um restart post sort of i say post covid but not post covid but post lockdown period c- kind of thing uh, back in september it was quite apparent that um financial situation was hitting more people um more than it has done um yeah. with all these sort of threats about uh, energy prices going up Absolutely. and parents money's got to go a lot further potentially Mm. so um, we launched a a bursary scheme at our uh, adult company AGM um, to effectively sponsor or fund youngsters who have got an interest in getting involved in the performing arts but maybe whose personal situation limits them um, from doing that so yes so we have spaces available um, subject to sort of reference by a school teacher or head teacher mm. or social worker um, to say that this person would be worthy of that, and we would obviously sort of look to engage people without necessarily any initial financial outlay for parents
0: fantastic that 's fantastic and your the area that you um, that you cover is actually quite big isn 't it so you, yeah, you, I think so you 're based in colnbrook mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you've got children that come from sort of quite far, you know, further away.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it sort of fluctuates from term to term and from year to year a yeah. little bit. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're we're based in Colnebrook and probably the majority of the youngsters are from that sort of uh, Colnebrook-Raysbury Windsor Slough sort of area um, but we do have youngsters coming in from a bit further afield um, going out as far as sort of um, Maidenhead um, up as far as sort of the outskirts of Wickham actually sort of um, and sort of we have people sort of top Cookham um, as well and Uxbridge so yeah there's a reasonable catchment I think it's because we offer something a little bit different, and an opportunity yeah. for, as I say, for youngsters to maybe get more involvement than they do at some of the groups that may be closer to home. I mean, yeah. when we started 15 years ago, there were sort of relatively small number of choices for this, but as we've already said, there's a lot of franchise organizations that have come about in the last few years, so there is choice there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I say, it's really a case of parents sort of working out what they want to achieve and, and finding out which of the, the the roots is really best suited to to them and particularly to their child
0: okay great well um, why don't let's take a, a quick song break but when we come back um, we let's chat a bit more about um, you know what what the commitment is actually is required and also um um I'm really interested to know about your performances and what's what's coming up. Okay. It sounds like you've got an exciting time ahead. So um, we're we'll here back from Steve in a moment.
1: Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This this is River Radio. I found a well, love now for some pop music for time. me. Darling just dive right in.
0: With Ed Sheeran, and you're listening to School of Parenting on River Radio, the voice of the Thames Valley, with myself, Rachel Tyrrell. And this morning, my guest, I have been joined by Steve Oakes, who is um, chairman of Cast Theatre Company in Cornbrook, an artistic director of um, the youth section of the Academy at Cast. So, um, good morning, Steve. It's been great uh, having you here and talking to you. Thanks for joining us. Good morning again.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Um, so, if anybody listening has missed the first part of our show, um, you can listen again on podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, and you can also listen to River Radio on your mobile um, with the Apple app or Google app or Alexa. Play River Radio live as well as our website, River So we've been um, we've been chatting um, about the academy at Cast and what makes. Um, this theater company particularly for youth what makes it different um, inclusive accessible to all so you can catch up on that um, but I'm really interested um, obviously Steve I do want to talk to you about what performances and that, that that you've got coming up but obviously we we can't have a conversation can we without talking about how COVID and lockdown and and everything impacted you and how you, you know, how you manage that, because, um, you know, obviously, it it would have had an impact, um, as it did on everybody. So just tell us a bit about that, how you've sort of managed yeah. the past 18 months.
2: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we were, um, we were particularly unfortunate, because on the day that um, the Prime Minister announced the initial lockdown, we were about to, well, it was the, the, the afternoon of our dress rehearsal for a production that oh, we'd been no. rehearsing for for six months which was back oh. to the 80s so that was in march um 2020 now wasn't it yes um so we'd essentially spent the sunday building building the set it was sitting there in the theater the kids were preparing to come in that monday afternoon and well that monday evening and we had to we had to sort of stop everything oh, and we God. we all thought i think like everyone that give it a few weeks see maybe you a it, of see
0: you in a few weeks yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and we carried on doing sort of Zoom sessions. I think that some of the kids were a bit Zoomed out during that time because yeah. they were suddenly then back in, into doing schoolwork via Zoom for the first time. Absolutely. So we, we tried to obviously keep things going for a, for a, a period of time. Um, but then when things dragged on, we decided that it was probably best to sort of put things on hold um, until we were able to get back in a relatively normal fashion. Um However, like everything, when, when what you hoped was going to be a few weeks or two or three months turns out to be 18 months, mm. everyone's circumstances change. So whilst we had the intention of coming back and doing the show we were, had been rehearsing, um, obviously certain people move out of the area. Yeah. youngsters get older and go off to uni wow. um and those people that are around maybe slightly more wary at that particular time so we had to sort of rethink in the short term what we were what we were going to do so fortunately i mean we've got a core of people that are still there and the, the team that are with us are still around so um we just started getting things back on a small scale um, okay so did you September. ever
0: and did you ever do the show then back to the 80s
2: no, we haven't okay. been able to as yet, okay. um, but our hope is that um, we will get back to that at some stage. So we had to make a decision when we came back to um, to, to do something that wasn't so dependent on numbers necessarily, right. um, and that was relatively sort of straightforward for us to do. So we, I think one of one of the actual sort of things that is quite, um, I say, I use the word unique, it's not unique, but it's slightly different to a lot of the other the groups is that Pretty much everything we do is geared towards performance. So um, we, we obviously sort of teach uh, performance skills to youngsters, but it's not just let's teach you some skills and then you're ready for doing something somewhere else. It's let's teach you some skills and put them into practice. Right. Um, and coming from a training background myself outside of theatre, it's actually you learn more by doing it. From yes. the theory yeah. side of things, so um, so we're we're planning to do the Queen musical. We will rock you.
0: Okay, brilliant. Um,
2: in uh, the first few days of April. Okay. So we started a bit of work on that just before Christmas, mm-hmm. um, but we've got capacity to put probably another ten or so youngsters into that show. So even oh, wow. though we, we've sort of started on the route, there's opportunities still there. Okay. Um,
0: so and so, if so, people are listening. There is still a chance to uh, to join up and get involved in that. Then,
2: absolutely, yes, yeah. Okay. I mean, we've got ample opportunities for sort of lots of ensemble roles. So even if someone stepped in today, they would be involved in a heavy amount of the songs, dances a few lines each Um, so we always try and do things that uh, engage and involve as many of the youngsters as possible rather than you're just a number at the back
0: and what happens if you have people come along and they find that maybe that's not uh, not for them being on the front of stage I don't know what you call Mm -hmm. it is it like front of house kind of thing is there opportunities to to do some things in the background
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we would try and get youngsters involved in any aspect of, mm. of theatre. So um, I mean, we had a, a lad that was with us in the couple of shows we did prior to um, uh, lockdown, who has gone off to do sort of technical theatre at college um, and has now decided that he himself isn't particularly interested in being on stage anymore, but he's... Passionate about theatre, okay. so we'd love to get people um, involved in doing sound and lighting, sort of maybe building some scenery, yeah. painting, all those kind of things. Um, all of which in the same and the same thing with our adult company. All of them allow you to meet new people, yes. build new skills, and, and get out of the house.
0: Yeah, get off the Xbox, get off the device. <laughs> Anything like that is uh, is good, isn't it? Um, Absolutely, and. Um, so, are you involved in? I mean, how do you go about getting your your new members? Do you? I mean, do you work with local schools, or is it? Do you just advertise on sort of local community boards? Uh, it's, it's when I say cu- "I mean," you know, through Facebook, that kind. Of, I don't. Yeah, yeah. The old. Do they still have the old-fashioned ones where you go and pin something up?
2: They um, probably are. It's not not a route that we <laughs> tend no, to use. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, we do, we do quite a lot of stuff through social media and we do have um, relationships with, um, some of the schools in very close proximity to us. Um, but oh, okay. we would welcome an opportunity to chat with any schools within the, the sort of catchment area who are looking at opportunities. I, I think there's a lot of schools out there that, um, particularly primary schools but mm. equally secondary schools where the provision for drama within the curriculum is more limited and there's a lot of teachers that actually identify potential amongst youngsters and are often looking for for um suggestions of where to recommend for people to go yes um,
1: yeah.
2: and as, as we said before there's lots and lots of choice out there um and some options may be better for some and other options may be better for others um and uh, if someone's got a a youngster within a class or or such like and says actually youth theatre would be good for them but they're limited on a limited budget then maybe we can actually tick a box that um that others may not be able to
0: is there an age what's the youngest age that you take into the youth theatre
2: and it's generally, we're looking at sort of 10 through to 18, okay. um, but we're sort of like school years... Five upwards, so that's okay. like the last couple of years of primary, um, through to obviously yeah. sort of end of secondary education. And um, often, but- as
0: you said, a, a year five or a year six, um, so you know, you're looking sort of 10, 11. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, often the case is, as you mentioned, in primary school, they might not actually have the facilities to put on a production, perhaps uh, you know, like a, a similar to say a secondary school, uh, level type thing. So, um Yeah, whereas obviously if they can then direct children of that age through to you, that's excellent.
2: I I think you're absolutely right there. I think one of the things that surprises a lot of parents that come to us, um, either just based on their expectation of what youth theatre typically is, or through experience with sort of other groups that they may have had their youngsters involved with or seen people from in the past, is the sort of amount of effort that's put in behind the scenes to to actually stage a production, mm. so we have a, a massive lighting rig, we have full sound system. Kids wear radio mics, are doing their shows. We build a full set on a proper stage, um, rather than here's a review show at the end of term to mm-hmm. show parents mm-hmm. what's been achieved, but maybe in front of black curtains, um, we get to sort of create something that the kids walk in. I mean, one of the things I think that's actually sort of gives you a, a warm moment is on that sort of dress rehearsal day that we were talking about previously kids that have been in a venue sort of every week for the previous 12 or 24 weeks mm. suddenly walk into a venue that's suddenly been transformed into another mm. world and it's like <gasps> jaw drops wow what yeah. have you, and, it, and it makes a difference performing in another world is part of that theatre experience rather than pretending to be something on the floor of a hall that they've been in many, many times. Yeah,
0: that they also do PE in or they also eat their lunch (laughs) in or, you know, exactly. Those kinds of things. Oh, okay, that's great. Um, And so you've also, I mean, you've had in your groups and in your, um, obviously helping you with with your performances, but just on um, a weekly basis, you, I mean, you know, you've had some, can I say, big names or, you know, sort of quite significant?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're fortunate enough that whilst whilst obviously, as we said earlier, I mean, we're out to just improve youngsters' skills, performance or or personal, Mm. but we've had a, a... Sort of a good number of youngsters have gone off to drama school um, and in some cases on to being professional performers, um, which is fantastic yeah. and and that 's particularly relevant at the moment because um, a young man called Jonathan Carlton who performed in the first two academy productions 15, 14, 15 years ago, yeah. um, has actually returned. He's, uh, he's, he's gone off to drama school. He's graduated. Wow. He's performed in the West End um, and was in Kinky Boots sort of a little while before sort of lockdown hit. Right. Um, and he has come back and is directing uh, this production. Fantastic. So the, the nice thing for us is that someone that we contributed to sort of developing mm. has obviously gone on and achieved what he wants to do but also he's now coming back to give something back to the group yeah and to show the youngsters what can be achieved if you really want that now that's yes. not the feel and end all he's not out no. to sort of turn everyone into a West End performer mm. because that's not what all of them want, yeah. some of them do, yeah. Um, but it's lovely to see something come full circle and for someone to to relate to exactly where they are, yes, what they're going through, um, and and being able to sort of as I say, give a little bit back um in return for what he's achieved in uh, in the recent years.
0: Yeah, well, absolutely absolutely lovely. Come back and you know, make a contribution, as you said, give something back. Um but also, yeah, definitely for the youth that are involved to see, I guess, the opportunities, if they do want to go down that path, mm. um, that it that it's possible, that, you know, that's where you can start out. You can start out in a local theatre group, basically.
2: Absolutely. And I, and I think it's, it's nice to show what's possible, but it, it also sort of adds some balance to it as well, because clearly... Performing arts as a career is a very challenging mm. career. If you do mm. choose to go down that, that route, again, it, it, in the last few years with the advent of um, these reality shows and um, uh, Britain's Got Talent and all these kind of things, people have got more into "I'm going to be a performer." Yeah. So therefore, there's lots more performers out there for the roles and things that are that are yes. out in the world. But it is possible to achieve it. Um, but even if you even if you choose not to go down that route you can gain a huge amount out of youth theatre that yes. doesn't necessarily end up with you being on a west end stage
0: yeah yeah exactly well and you know i imagine as you know whether you're going on to university or college or you're going straight out into the workplace um it's something you can add to your pers- you know your personal statement your cv that you that you've been involved because obviously i mean let's, you know some of the skills we you mentioned a couple right at the start of our chat but i mean the skills that that that, that youth will get from being involved? Obviously, there's confidence. Absolutely. Um, I mean, what are some of the other things? I mean, obviously, I imagine, you know, you, they're going to be... It demonstrates they're a team player, I assume. Because, I was going to say, know,
2: teamwork is a, an yeah. integral part. It's, it's um, being supportive. I think we're really lucky that we, we've got a mix of youngsters from 10 through to, so to say, late teens. Um, they are all supportive of each other. Um, I think it really helps youngsters potentially maybe particularly youngsters that maybe don't have siblings of their own to sort of be sort of engaging with someone that's a few years younger than them or a few years older than them all the time. Um, We have older ones that are very supportive of the youngsters, youngsters that look up to the older ones. Um, It all creates a great team environment. They learn from each other. Um, You know,
0: I think I I was going to say, I think also as well, because we know that definitely over the last 18 months, But I mean, even prior to the whole COVID is, you know, there there has fortunately been a lot more attention has been placed on um, youth and teenagers and their mental health as well. Mm -hmm. So I guess going somewhere where they can get out of the bedroom, get away from that screen, uh, genuinely interact and have conversations Mm -hmm. is really positive.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I think you're right there. I mean, with, with so much being done online in the last 18 months, I think being with physical people in the real world, albeit we have to still be careful and sort of ensure that we're we're distancing and um, adhering to sort of restrictions where necessary. But being in a room with real people is is really, really important. And I think also another thing that I think is really sort of um, key here is it actually gives um, youngsters a chance to be themselves. So we have a number of youngsters that come to us who – uh, maybe travel a little bit further afield because they don 't want to be a, a group with their peers from school
0: right they want okay, they yeah. want
2: to um they want to they maybe feel that actually performing arts is is frowned upon with my peer group yeah and therefore going somewhere else where I can do it and be myself without them sort of saying things, um, allows them to actually sort of do that and be themselves where they feel that they couldn't do that if they were on their own doorstep or in their own school production or, or such like as well. So I think that's a really important thing yeah. uh, here as well. And maybe why we sort of will we'll get people from a little bit further afield for that very reason.
0: And also at the, that age as well, especially for, you know, I'm thinking you yeah, know, my own children, but also um, it's also... That age coincides with the age when they feel particularly conscious, don't they? They are more, they are more self-conscious. They're kind of developing and maturing, um, very confused, figuring out what you know what where they fit at school, what group they fit in. So actually, I think that's really um, it's really critical, so they can kind of do that without perhaps feeling so conscious about it
2: yeah absolutely i think i think it's a really really important um a part of of what we 're trying to do is to sort of create an environment environment where where people all feel relaxed they all feel part of a family they all all feel valued um, and they're all like minded people i mean they, we have different ages people from different backgrounds different cultures but they're all there because they want to have fun and do some performing yeah. so they've got a they've got a common interest there so it doesn't matter about all the other things yes. it doesn 't matter if someone comes from a really affluent background and someone 's yeah. not so well off it doesn 't matter if someone 's sort of from one country or a different country or yeah. whatever everyone 's there for the same thing and they 're all on a level
0: yeah, it becomes a level playing field okay well that 's great so how can um, how can parents get in contact with you um, where Where can they you know find you online or or find out more information if they, if they do have you Know a son or daughter that they, they think this might, you know, be suitable
1: for? Well,
2: we, have, um, we have a Facebook page that they can uh, visit the Academy at Cast. Okay. Um, the easy thing is to get in contact with me directly. That can either be via email, okay. um, which is academy at cast-online.org.uk. Uh, or they can give me a call um, on 07824 three three eight three six seven i'm sure you can share these uh, yeah so what i'll do is i'll add afterwards. all these
0: onto our um facebook river dot radio so i'll add those all on to our post absolutely Perfect.
2: um and we we welcome anyone to come along i mean our sessions are on a monday evening okay. between six thirty and eight thirty. so it gives it gives parents time in a lot of cases to get home from work and be able to drop kids off so um and still not be too late in the evening yeah um it also allows others that maybe at the weekend do some of the franchise theatre schools and their learning skills there, the opportunity to combine that with coming to us for okay. performance opportunities. Um, but anyone is welcome. Give me a call or even if you wanted to pop down to our venue at Colmbrook Village Hall on a Monday at 6.30, um, you can have a free session Um the, the youngsters can obviously get involved with the the rest of the the kids. Um, parents can have a, a chat with me and the team, and we can work out whether it's the right place um, the right place for you.
0: Great, great. Or just come down and just have a I suppose just have a look, a watch. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Going
2: on. Yeah. Can, there's no obligation. I mean, we have we have kids that obviously have particularly come down because they're particularly shy, and they may not yes, get involved yeah. in the first week. Yeah. And we will put no pressure on anyone. I mean. Clearly, we want to – our goal is to encourage people to come out of their shell and to get involved and then gradually, if they weren't a singer in the first place, that they want to sing a little bit of ensemble stuff with someone else um, and become a soloist eventually, maybe. But we're never going to actually rush people into doing something at a pace that they're not comfortable with.
0: Absolutely. And so your show that you've got coming up, We Will Rock Mm -hmm. You, so you said that's that's going to be staged – Start, That's going to be very of beginning of
2: April, so I think first and second of April, so okay. just before a week before the Christmas, sorry, Christmas Easter break. Yeah, um, yep. so we get that out of the way so that so people can obviously enjoy their Easter holiday, um, and then our plans. Thereafter, are that we're looking to put a play into Maidenhead Drama Festival, um, which is in June. So that will be worked okay. upon when we come back after Easter. Yeah, um, and we'll also be looking at some um, musical review pieces to put into a show at the end of that term, sort of in July, before we break for the summer. Okay. And then generally speaking, when we come back after the summer, we will work towards a full-scale production, which would then take place sort of just before Easter 2023. Um, But during that time as well, because we run pantomime with our adult company, we would generally get um, the youngsters that are interested to, in parallel, um, be part of the pantomime.
0: Okay. So you have an option for both. And how long your pantomime's a bit? Did you, so did you do a pantomime this Christmas? Gone?
2: We did. We did. We Wait, just did squeezed it in before <laughs> things before things started getting a bit dicey yeah. again. Everybody got um, really
0: tense there, didn't they? Yeah.
2: So um, so we did um, we did Sleeping Beauty this year. Oh, oh brilliant. Um, but unfortunately, for the first time in years, we had to make a decision just because of distancing backstage and and keeping sort of the cast to a minimum to avoid any risk. Yeah. We, we didn't have the Academy youngsters in the oh, Panto okay. this year, sadly. Okay. Um, now, that's not what we want to do no. going forward, but we yeah. had to obviously sort of make a decision on that just to make things uh, happen. So, I mean, we, we we were very lucky. I know there's a, a lot of, um, a number of groups locally that were planning to do pantomime l- yeah. later and in January that have had to postpone again with things being a little bit more difficult at the yes, moment. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, so normally speaking, we involve the youngsters uh, in that as well. And it's not a compulsory part of it because they're at that time working towards their full-scale production yes, um, yeah. but we'll always get probably maybe a third of them or half of them that, that want to do that as well because that clearly involves a little bit of extra commitment at yes, that time yeah. because essentially they're doing both but it gives them I, I think the, the thing that makes that particularly worthwhile is a they get to experience a different genre now, they've probably experienced pantomime as a as going to watch it as a, as yes, a kid themselves, yeah. but it gives them a chance to perform in that kind of genre, but also to work with the adult company, um, which means, again, in the same way as youngsters looking up to the older ones in the academy, yeah. actually being able to perform with experienced people that have been performing for 10, 15, 20 years, yes, um, yeah. it's... Has a, a a wealth of good to them, yeah. um, to be able to sort of learn from them as well.
0: Do you know what you've got planned for? I mean, I know we have only just get, got over Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what you've got planned for? You know, how far ahead do you do your planning? Do you know what you've got for, for Christmas? Well, what is it, 2022? <laughs> the years are all blurring, aren't they, into one, but yeah
2: we're in two minds at the moment with regard to our Christmas show. So um, it's likely to be panto, but there is some discussions also about whether we, um, we change it. And um, there has been talk of us considering Elf the musical as well. Oh. Um, so again, a, a lovely family show, but um, we're just trying to finalize at the moment sort of which route we go down on okay. that side of things. Um, Cause um, there's an expectation that, um, that we do pantomime because there's a market yes. for that. But equally, yes. we know that um, there's been a lot of success with um, with Elf since it's been available for for amateur groups to, okay.
1: to do. So, so that's so, based
2: um,
0: on the film Elf.
2: Absolutely. The yeah. one
0: we all watch yeah. every single Christmas. Okay. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay. And then, and then yeah. we're in final, we're sort of making some final decisions really with regard to um, obviously then what we do for the main production. Um, so we will rock you production that we're doing at the moment is a junior production so it's a shorter version of the the, the main show um okay. and that's because we just wanted to not take too much of a risk when we don't yes. know exactly yeah. whether lockdown might impact rehearsals a little yeah. bit yeah. but we've got every intention of being a full-scale production so whether that is us going back to back to the 80s which clearly we aborted
1: okay. um,
2: or we had license lined up for 2022 um or 2021 sorry uh for shrek the musical which we've obviously had to put on hold as well um and there's a number of other um, things out as well but i think what what's also important here is we don't whilst we've got things planned and we've got ideas there we don't Mm. always lock them down until we've got a good idea as to the youngsters we've got involved because what we also want to do is do shows that suit the skills that we've got Mm. And also, so, uh, shows that the youngsters that we've got on our books want to do, mm, mm. Um, to a certain extent. Clearly, we want to challenge them and not just say, just because you like that show isn't the only show you should be doing all the time, because yeah. you're going to learn something from doing something a little bit different. Um, but um, but we do like to ensure that uh, uh, we take into account the, uh, the experience and skills that we've got, and particularly ages, because... If we've got 30 youngsters that are 16, 17, 18, yeah. it's a very different different choice to if we're working with 30 youngsters that are 9, yes, 10, 11.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. So,
2: but but as I say, rest assured, um, every term works towards that full scale kind of production opportunity. Mm. Um, and, and the stuff we've done in the past has been things like Annie, 13, Peter Pan. Um oh, wow. whole whole host of that that kind of stuff so um
0: so so tell us before because I know I I know we don't we don't have much time left but can you tell us a little bit about then um I know you know we've obviously focused on youth because we're here school of parenting but you know for parents as well can can you tell us a bit about the adult group then that meets up you know there, there might be some aspiring is out there among uh, among parents people also just wanting to get out of the house <laughs>
2: Yes, no, absolutely, and I think I think people's outlook has changed over the last two years to suddenly go. Well, actually, I really ought to try and do something that yes. I maybe even yeah. put off for ages and ages. Yeah, um yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's two things here. So first of all, with, with regard to the youth group, um, there's opportunities for parents to get involved with supporting that as well. So um, we always love to have parents involved, and whether that is parents agreeing to sort of become a chaperone and help out backstage during showtime that's that's fantastic we've had a number of sort of fathers of members sort of get involved with scenery building and those kind of things so there's a lot of options if you're going to drop your kids off and you don't want to drive Mm -hmm. home and come back two hours later and you Mm -hmm. want to get involved with helping the team in other areas we can do that um but yeah you're absolutely right i mean our adult group meets on generally a, a monday and a thursday evening and we're always working towards sort of um productions as well um, and as a general rule, we work on a sort of a, if we look at school term times as a guide, mm,
1: mm.
2: our sort of spring term is generally a play of some description, our sort of summer period up to July is normally a full-scale musical, um, and then the autumn is our build-up to Panto or Christmas show, yes, whatever yeah. that may be, um, and, and again, we have people coming from a, a wide I mean, I think our catchment for the adults is much wider than the, the okay. catchment for um, for the academy. Mm. So we've got people from Bracknell, High Wycombe, wow. Northwood, Chertsey in, down in Surrey. Okay. And um, so, again, it, I think sort of community sort of theatre groups, um, different people um, fit different groups in the same mm. way as mm. the youngsters maybe are ideally fitted to, to, to a particular group. So we... we pride ourselves on putting on good good quality productions um, in a similar way to what we said before so yeah we, we're lucky enough to have a venue that we use very very regularly but we also go outside but we we put on big light shows and 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 stage things very very well but we're a friendly group and it's yeah. it it's trying to get the balance between it being a social activity um, while still putting on high quality productions that we want people as they walk out of a venue to say that's better than going to the panto at such and such a theatre yes, or, yeah. or that's as good, that could have been put on in, on in the West End. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
2: but you're you're absolutely right with regard to sort of, um, we spoke earlier on about sort of you don't have to be necessarily involved in the performing side of things to gain something out of it. And I think that's something that people will go, oh, oh theatre group or youth theatre group, I'm not a performer, I'm not interested. But We have, obviously, people that are involved with just doing our technical side of things. We have people that are involved with just building scenery, people that just do costumes. Um, We've got people that sort of focus on front of house or helping out in the bar or whatever it might happen to be. So there's roles for everyone, irrespective of experience, skills, um, age, whatever. And do you actually – It's just a great place to meet people. Do you
0: meet up in the venue where your shows are? Is it the same location? Where you actually. Yeah, put generally on your generally shows.
2: speaking, I mean, we're, we're, we're very fortunate that the, the village hall in Colmbrook. I mean, you, you mentioned village hall. You sort I've of got say the word of village, of this hall. village
0: hall. and I'm thinking, yeah. I don't think this village hall is the picture of the village hall <laughs> I've got in my head. And, and,
2: and <laughs> I think you're absolutely right that um, people sort of say, oh, you're doing, a, you're doing a show in a village hall. And I've been to shows in many village halls that are the traditional image that you've probably got yes. in your, your mind of a hundred of a year old wooden building that's yeah. bolted on the side of a church. Yeah, well, like. you've
0: mentioned already that a couple that the, the adults and the children group meet up. You've mentioned there's a bar. You've mentioned I'm thinking, where is this village hall?
2: <laughs> uh, so I mean, the, the, the village hall the village hall was built just before we actually formed. In fact, car the reason car as well, I say the reason car formed the the opening of this new village hall thirty years ago was the sort of um uh, the catalyst for cast sort of starting. So oh, there's some people that are involved that enjoy theater and there's a venue opening up. That's um, got a stage. And over the years we've, we've, built up a lighting rig and sound and the facilities are excellent so yes the word village hall does not do justice to (laughs) to the venue and we're very very lucky people come in and are very jealous of the facilities Mm. that we have um and we're lucky to be able to rehearse and perform effectively in in the same venue because it 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 does suit our our needs very very well
0: brilliant okay well i think i might pop down (laughs)
2: You'd be more than you know, welcome.
0: Well, you've, it's reminded me. I, it hasn't even, hadn't even popped up in my head when, you know, we'd have been kind of like reading up about the group. But um, but just talking. I mean, I remember when I was a, a teenager or probably even younger that my, uh, my mother was involved in an amateur dramatics group. That's mm-hmm. what it was called, amateur dramatics group. And, um, yeah, absolutely loved it. I'd kind of totally forgotten about that. So... Yeah, I mean, and there were people that had been involved in that group. I think for decades. You know, it was, it was a real integral part of their life. So
2: yeah, and, and, and we have people that have been involved, and so we've got a couple of people that have been involved since the very early shows. Yes, um, yeah. But we we try and pride ourselves on having that level of experience and encouraging new blood in as well because if you just if you stick with just the same people we end yes. up getting to a stage where you've got a load of 70 year olds trying to put on grease <laughs> and that doesn't work
0: <laughs> oh then, the, yeah we might think it does but <laughs> um oh steve it's been so great talking to you and finding out all about um Uh, Cast Theatre Company and um, especially the youth section um, the Academy at Cast so what I'm going to do is I'll I'll post up all those contact details anyway so at river.radio if you want to uh, listen back to the show you can do that through um, podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast if you missed any part of the show Um, but go to our Facebook river.radio and you can find out more information and how you can you can either get your um, uh, young person in your family involved or yourself involved as as a parent as well. So, um, yeah, that's been great, Steve, to find out all about it. Do you actually perform on the stage, Steve? Do you?
1: I do,
2: do, I do, oh, yes. I, tr- okay. I try and find some time sort yes. of every so often. But yeah, as I said at the beginning, I, I get involved in production and direction and technical side of things. And occasionally I'll go off and uh, do some performance. I, I tend to do bits of performance elsewhere outside the group. Not not because I don't want to do it within the group, but we've got a lot of people there. And it's sort of nice sometimes to go and pick up some ideas
0: yes, elsewhere.
2: Yeah. So, um And I think that's the nice thing, actually, just because you're a member of one group shouldn't restrict you from taking opportunities of um, learning from from others as well. Yeah. Um, And that's where I've been lucky enough to sort of do performances in sort of West End theatres and such like. So, um, yeah, it it can be beneficial to to sort of balance, have a bit of a balance between between sort of different organizations and different groups.
0: Yes, yeah. Excellent. Well, it certainly sounds like um a brilliant group. And yeah, my heart my image of um a village hall has totally, um, totally been altered. Um so uh let me just quickly share with everybody who we've got coming up next week on the show. We've got um the lovely uh Joe keys who will be talking um about nutrition. Um Joe Keys uh runs Time to Nourish and um, I, I'm i I promise, I will not. I'm not even going to mention the word New Year resolution next week because let, let's change that to. I read somewhere recently New Year intention. So let's have um, an intention uh, instead of resolution because we all know that resolutions don't last. So Joe's going to be sharing um, some ways in which we can maybe start creating some healthier habits as as we go forward. There might be lots of us doing um, dry January. Are you doing dry January, Steve?
2: Oh, drier January. Drier.
0: Oh, oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, okay, drier January. So, um, yeah. Thank you again, Steve. It's been so great to hear all about um, all about Cast Theatre Company, and Thanks, um, you've been listening to School of Parenting, the school you want to come back to because family life doesn't come with a manual. So, thank you everyone for listening. Have a good week, and we will see you next Tuesday stay